The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. Kia ora friends, I'm Joanna Santa Barbara of Motueka bringing you an eco-postcard. Each week I send you a small snapshot of a few things going on in our world concerning the health of our beautiful planet. Sometimes it's good news and sometimes it's bad. Well, I just went over what I had today and I realised that it was mainly bad. Sorry to tell you that. So I'll start with the good news. <laughs> I do have, do have one little piece of good news. Um, it, it follows on from uh, an item that, that I spoke to you about a couple of weeks ago concerning a large sports gear, particularly yoga gear com- company called Lululemon. And the item a few weeks ago was that yoga teachers and yoga practitioners were writing to Lululemon asking it to take the fossil fuels out of its supply chains uh, by which they make the clothes that they sell. So, uh, whether whether this item today is related to that or not, I suspect it is, but it is a, an item about a truly remarkable act of philanthropy, and that is that the founder of Lululemon will spend $75.8 million to acquire wilderness in British Columbia, including mining and forestry licenses, which he will buy back. Uh, and uh, he has arranged for it to be managed by the indigenous communities that belong to that land. I don't usually include items like that uh, in this weekly broadcast, but it did. It, it struck me I had rather a duty to do so because of the adverse item I had uh, given you previously, and also because it is it is a pretty remarkable act. Okay, now for a run of bad news. Um, the first item is is about what we might call greenwashing. Uh, which is attempting to paint your company or yourself as highly um, aware and acting on green or climate issues. Um, and in, in actual fact, that's not what's happening at all. So this applies to the very large oil companies, uh, BP, Chevron, ExxonMobil, Shell and Total. And big oil companies spend millions to appear green, and it's said that they spend very little to actually be green. Uh, There's objection to the fact that the companies are emphasizing gas as a solution to climate problems. Well, gas is a fossil fuel, and uh, gas, which is mainly methane, uh, is is a highly potent greenhouse gas. Uh, the companies lobby heavily to lock fossil fuels into government policy 
to ensure that they are allowed new exploration. Uh, there is an exception to this heavy, intensive lobbying activity. The exception is apparently total. And we are reminded that the International Energy Association, which is kind of the, the, the company overarching uh, trade company, uh, says that there should be no new oil and gas, no exploration, no extended mines, no new mines. Uh, so these companies charge on with their destructive behavior, I'm sorry to say. Okay, in, into, into a big one. This is about what's called the United in Science Report, and it has an absolutely stellar list of who is united in this report. It's coordinated by the World Meteorological Organization, and that's that's the the world weather forecasters. It involves the United Nations Environment Program, the UN Office for Disaster and Risk Reduction, the World Climate Research Program, the Global Carbon Project, the UK's Met Office, that's weather, and the Urban Climate Change Research Network. So you could hardly have a more trustworthy, more knowledgeable list of uh, scientists uh, behind a report. Well, what's in the report? They found, they pointed out that the past seven years were the hottest on record and there's a 48% chance during at least one year in the next five that we will, we will spike over 1.5 degrees centigrade higher than our standard of the 1850 to 1900 average. Uh, they point out that national pledges to do something about it on greenhouse gas emissions are not sufficient to hold global heating to 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels. It's not good enough. They point out that climate-related disasters are causing $200 million in economic losses a day throughout the world. Nearly half the planet, 3.3 to 3.6 billion people, are living in areas highly vulnerable to the impacts of the climate crisis. And they point out the tipping points um, of the um, drying out of the Amazon forest, the melting of the ice caps, the weakening of the Gulf Stream, and say that that we have no way of knowing when we will have crossed and when things are set irrevocably in motion for further destruction of the biosphere. And they say that a large proportion of the population will be subjected to killer heat waves um, in coming decades. This is this is all quite awful, of course, and uh, others have commented on this re report. The Secretary General of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, says there's nothing natural 
about the new scale of these disasters. We refer, we refer to them as natural disasters. He says, there's nothing natural about them. They're the price of humanity's fossil fuel addiction. This year's United in Science report shows climate impacts heading into uncharted territory of destruction. So that's, that's kind of bad news in its rawest and most painful form. Um, but we can't pretend it's not there. We can't shy away from it and turn our back on it. There it is, and we have to act on it. Okay. Uh, in terms of... of Action. I want to point out another important um, piece of, of news that's come my way, that African youth groups are staging a series of demonstrations on the fact that loss and damage from extreme weather it affects poor countries more than rich. And the loss and damage, they say, comes from rich country lifestyles. So how about, they say, helping out uh, with the damage that you guys have caused to us? Um, they sometimes refer to as climate justice. It has other other. Um, names and terms too. There's a, a cluster of nations called Rising Nations, and these are the island nations that are severely threatened by sea level rise, Tuvalu, Kiribati, Marshall Islands. One of the things they're asking for is permanent existence as nations beyond the inhabitable lifetimes of their atolls. There are many suggestions for how rich countries like us can uh, transfer money to poor countries like them, uh, as well as mitigating our emissions. Uh, this, some of the suggestions are that we should have a windfall tax on the extreme profits that oil and gas has made lately. Tax on emissions, tax on aviation, uh, levy on bunker fuels in, in ships, um, a uh, levy on financial transactions. One way or another, they insist that because poor the poor countries, the poor in poor countries and the poor in rich countries are suffering from cost of living strains and they should be helped. Um, so that's enough for today. Sorry, it was quite a load of bad news, but I also refuse to edit it so that I'm delivering um, that, that 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 there's anything sugar coated about this session. You get you get the bad with the good, and um, it, it 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 certainly can give rise to some suffering within us to hear these things. I'm Joanna Santa Barbara, and this has been an Eco Postcard. Eco Postcards is on Monday afternoons at 3.30 p.m. and Saturday mornings 9.50 a.m. Till next week, dear friends, bye for now. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station.
with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community Access Media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.com.